good sis. You gotta fight for your right to party. <laughs> you, you gotta, gotta fight, fight, fight for your right to party. You gotta fight for your right Fight for your right to party. Fight for your right to party. Fight for your right to fucking party. Gotta fight, 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 fight for your right to party. Fight to party. Hey. Hey, welcome, welcome back. Fucking <laughs> save some room for the baseline potentials. Drums. <laughs> baseline potentials. Uh, so we are here. Um, welcome, Nick. Hey, man. Thanks, Thanks. for being here, hey, player. Dude. Hi. Uh, I'm not positive what episode this is. Um, We're not certain anymore. But um, we are thrilled to have our, our good friend and com- compadre, Mr. Nick Perez. Nick uh, is a man of many talents. Um, one being one of our oldest friends and one of the silliest men to ever uh, grace the earth, but you're also uh, an EMT worker. Yes. Um, what's the proper like vernacular? Are you an EMT agent? Are you an e- EMT? Oh, agent would be so nice. It's it's really just a benign thing. It's not even fun. It's just emergency medical technician. It's oh, a That's technician. Cool. I yeah. like that. I mean, I so it's like transport. <laughs> that's that's seemingly what all I do sometimes. Transport, yeah, yeah. Uh, technician. So, so Nick is a an, an EMT technician. I like that. That sounds a little bit more. Well, then that's like saying uh, emergency like, like medical over- technician. Then, technician. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, you, yeah. You, you don't need to have the technician at the end. It's just EMT. It's like its own thing. Um, and you are you're working in Seattle, Washington, which was essentially in. Uh, America kind of the epicenter for COVID-19. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I guess, started in Kirkland, which was across the lake, if you're not familiar with uh, where Seattle is. It's kind of this, surrounded by a couple bodies of water. Lake Washington is in between Seattle and another city, Bellevue, Kirkland, and Redmond. And so it started, I can't, I can't even say started, it got the focus of the national attention at mm. a uh, care center out in Kirkland. Um, but then also you find that it spread through the community kind of like wildfire for a long time. Mm. And, and uh, I have so many questions to ask you because we haven't really spent much time together since this whole uh, pandemic um, started happening. But um, give us, if you can, like the day-to-day uh, of being an EMT technician uh, prior... <laughs> Prior, I kind of have this idea that potentially, right, there's there's BC and there's AD and that this might be the new uh, the new judgment of time is is AP and uh, and uh, DP or or BP. uh, Let's not do the DP. Not DP, sorry. (laughs) Uh, BP and AP before pandemic, after pandemic. So you've been a you've been an EMT uh, technician for coming up on a couple of years, right? Two I, years? I think Several. three years. Three years. Three years of working in the medical field at this capacity. But yeah, for three years, uh, I've been working as an EMT. And um, no, there's, I, I, I can't say that there's a, a big contrast in, mm. in the type of work that I do because you're always looking out for your own safety first. Mm. So if someone has a respiratory illness prior to COVID, you're still masking up. You're still putting on your gloves. You're still trying to protect yourself because I don't want to take anything that I'm exposing myself to at work home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so that that has always been a priority i mean in in schooling when you're training about how to go and be an emt and work in the field uh the first thing they teach you is like body substance isolation and then making sure the scene is safe so like making sure that you are not going to become a patient ah. um so it, it, from a work perspective there has been some change but like from the operational side of it, not so much. Um, Have, was there any sort of special training that you guys had to kind of speed through during, I, I would, or were you pre, um, were you pre-trained for a pandemic? I, I would imagine that's something that's just not in the EMT like user manual. I, I don't know if anybody's necessarily trained for a pandemic. Right. Um, no, <laughs> to answer like no, yeah. like there wasn't any like pre-training for a pandemic, um, and that I think the thing is, is that nobody was prepared for this to happen at this magnitude. Mm, right. Um, when I first heard about COVID, it was in December, and I was listening to NPR on my way to work, and they were talking about this respiratory illness that was happening in China at the time. Um, oddly enough, the first call that I had that day was a guy at a at a shelter who had just like a phantom respiratory illness with short, short of breath, satting low, and this guy was normally just a pretty healthy, all things considered. Mm. And immediately after hearing this on NPR, I decided that I'm just gonna put a mask on every patient. Just put a mask on them. Like whether it's respiratory or not, just put a mask on them, and it kind of just became something that happened. Uh, people on scene were like, why are you doing that? And I was just like, oh, this is, just heard this thing. You know, I don't wanna get sick. Uh. I don't know what's happening. Cause, and, let's say like it, it started getting national attention in February. Right. Right. Um, if I think about how this disease happened, if it started in, in China in December, November, borders weren't closed in December or November, wow. people are still traveling. There's still right. commerce. So that spread is happening silently for months. Right prior to it becoming something that we're, one, testing for and aware of. Um, so it's just, it's just, it's just been around um, for a while. And I, I have lost track of where the initial well, conversation you certainly, topic You was. certainly <laughs> had it maybe oh, I mean, twice <laughs> or three times over I, this rate. Oh, gosh, I... Before even knowing that it was even a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I was really sick in January. Uh -huh. um, I, and I just thought it was like a common, I mean, it's flu season. Right. right. So I thought it was just like a flu. A um, couple of days go by, symptoms start to clear up. I'm feeling more able to go to work. I'm not running a fever. I go to work, mm -hmm. right? But I still have a cough. I still have the sniffles, right? Mm -hmm. um, in March, got super sick. Again. Again. Uh, wow. um, actually, like, right, my birthday... <laughs> happened the day after I was just miserable I slept for like two days straight mm -hmm. um just incredibly ill um and then yeah I I I would think that I would have had it I was tested tested negative for it um I haven't had any antibody tests but I also kind of don't want to get an antibody test mm -hmm. um I, <laughs> I why is that I just don't want to become confident that I have antibodies, therefore I'm immune. I don't want to get lax in oh, my interesting. Um, huh. uh, in, guess, wow. in my approach to it. That's interesting. I'd much rather assume that I can die from it at any time. Yeah. That's and smart. so um, it's one of those things where ignorance is kind of bliss. 
on the or ignorance is like um, safety. Yeah, like well, and it, it, it keeps me honest. Safety. It keeps me. I have the antibodies, and I definitely feel like I'm Superman. Yeah, but I, I'm I, like, oh, cool. Like I just yeah. took a flight this morning. I was here. I was on a flight, and now I'm here, and I'm keeping my distance from you, not Alan, because I yeah. don't care about him. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I assume that me even being around you is is it doesn't you you've been around so many people with so many illnesses that like your your immune system has been has been really tempered to all of this stuff i don't I mean, yeah, yeah maybe my immune system's tempered but like all things considered i'm probably the vector in any group right um which is incredibly frightening um yeah totally even like you know we go through lockdowns and i you know i fear that that's going to be something that happens again um but you don't see your family and then those things start to loosen up and people start to reintegrate and they see their family, they see their friends. And just due to the nature of my job, I have become almost like a hermit. Mm. Um, I, I don't get to see, you know, my parents, my nieces, my nephew, my sister. Like I don't get, I don't, I don't get to go see them as often as I would like to because there's this fear mm. that I will bring that back. Yeah. And is that is that coming from uh, your direction or their direction or both? Um, both. Yeah. Sometimes at like really inconvenient times on their end. I think there is there is a lot of fear around getting someone sick. Yeah. And we course. all have, mm-hmm. and you know I I'm, I'm young enough to where it might not be something that would affect me as severely as like my parents or my uh, brother-in-law's family, you know, they're, they're all older and I would, I would be devastated if I just went to like a family barbecue and all of a sudden someone's not making it to Thanksgiving because, Mm, because they, because they died because I, I got them sick. Yeah. God. And that's, and so you, 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 you kind of retreat into your solitude, right? And I think with, with this disease, and maybe that's like, you know, it's, it hasn't changed my perspective on things, but I have seen the fear and the pain of an individual who is sick and fears that they have COVID, but then also the family members around that person. Sure. And when you're on scene and you have 15, maybe less minutes to get somebody from their house into an ambulance and start going to the hospital, how do you tell someone that like, you might not see your family again. You might die alone. Have you ever had to tell tell somebody that? I've, I've had to tell people like, you're really sick and you need to take this opportunity to say goodbye to this person. Wow. Um, I, I, I don't diagnose, but I could say this person looks really sick. Yeah. Um, and you need to take your moments to like say, cause like the hospitals, they weren't allowing people, visitors in the right. family right. or like to come visit for a while. And they're still like have a very limited um, capacity. Um, and if someone ends up testing positive for COVID and they're really sick, they're isolated in a room. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't come and visit that person. And so if if someone expires, if they pass away because they're sick, they're doing it alone. Yeah. And nobody wants to die alone. Like I think that's everybody's not everyone, but a lot like nobody 
nobody wants that. Also, nobody deserves that. Right. And so I, and so you, I say that because like, I retreat into my own bubble of like, this is where I need to keep myself safe and my family safe because I don't want that on anybody. Yeah. Wow. I don't. I would be absolutely devastated if that was something that I that I ended up doing, and it's and it sucks. And right. I I think there's this level of exhaustion where everybody is kind of over it. They want it to be done. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to be, you know, wearing masks. Nobody wants to have like groups of only five people. Nobody wants to like not be able to go out and, and have the luxuries that they had prior to this. But the magnitude and the gravity of it all, and the truth of it really is that like, it's real and you might not get sick, but somebody else might. And if that person gets sick, they're dying alone. They might have a nurse there that they don't know holding their hand that's suited up looking like a spaceman in Tyvek and they just have a nurse holding their hand, but their family's not there. They're just suffocating, they're not breathing and they just die alone. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking and it's absolutely terrifying for me to imagine bringing that on to somebody else. And you've seen it happen more often than not since the start of COVID. I've, I, so I don't see people sure, die often. Right. <laughs> okay. um, I, I've seen really sick people yeah. that I've taken to the hospital that were either COVID positive uh -huh. or a high index of suspicion that they were COVID positive. Mm -hmm. And um, when, you, when, when that is the diagnosis or what you believe to be the diagnosis, there are, you know, there's, there's a way that the steps fall yeah. or the, you know, I, I've, I've known you most of my life and, uh, you've always been like, probably like the hardest, strongest and most like, I mean, you're definitely the most equipped friend of mine for the position that you have. Hence probably why you're in the position that you're in. Um, but I've never really, I've never really seen you personally be scared for like yourself mm. like i understand that you're scared for other people like you have a fear surrounding like your family and um uh, and the people that you're trying to protect and take care of and that's very noble of you but mm -hmm. first of all like where do you get that fearlessness for yourself to even like have that job and position but secondly like there must be some fear that you have as well going like that you i don't know man like you you, you you've just always been so tough and i've like always admired that about you but you like there's gotta you've gotta fucking have some 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 scaries inside of you right like doing I, everything yeah. that you do and <laughs> aren't you aren't like what are you afraid of for yourself um, wow that's a that's a loaded question yeah um sorry <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what am I afraid of for myself? I'm afraid of. Uh, uh, I mean, this is going to steer away from anything. That's okay. That I'm We're going to go back. I mean, like what I guess, like for, if I, what, what I'm afraid of for myself is um, not being an emotional person mm. because wow. I am desensitized. To this. Not even desensitized. I'm just really good at compartmentalizing things, and you know it, that helps me at work. I can dissociate from the emotional side of things and just look at it as a task or something that I'm doing. Um, I, it's, you know, a functional thing. Um, but I think, you know, my toughness isn't because I'm a tough person. Uh, to be honest, it is, it has been, I can't say really anymore, but in the past it was a facade because I was an incredibly untough person and uncomfortable with my emotions. Right. Mm. Um, 
and that that <laughs> that mask itself is that mask itself so right so you know my my uh my fears my anxieties my sadness would come out as toughness or anger right. you know, i'd puff up my chest and totally and I'd, I'd be this this strong confident person but i was just masking all of these things that i've been kind of denying right from from the get-go and that you know there's everybody has their own their own story but you know you from your childhood, from things that happen, you develop these ways of protecting yourself. And my way of protecting myself was was through being tough. Right. Um, and that doesn't translate into I'm an emotional person. Mm. Totally. Um, at that point. Right. You can still, even though you can present as a tough guy, like I presented as a funny guy. That was my defense mechanism. Yeah. To be a tough guy, you still need to physically be tough. So like you, <laughs> I've been to the Jersey shore with you and I've watched you get into some throwdowns, dude. And I've seen um, pool cues broken over the back of your head. And like, you've been, you're a tough guy. So like w- without saying like, without, you know, not trying to give too much credit to that, but also like recognizing <laughs> that you are also aware of this at the same time. Yeah. Now, I mean, um, I'm just, you are a tough guy Yeah, okay, <laughs> and you I'm, can fight and well, you could, kick some buddy's ass I, I, I couldn't i but i you know my dad my parents put me in martial arts yeah, as a yeah. kid your dad omar I, you know, shout I, out dude i One spent like dude my dad's my first off tough guys yeah, my dad totally. is way tougher than me he's <laughs> he's uh five foot six 150 pound God, little oh like filipino dude and he will whoop me oh. next time to like for like a year and a half for i'll still feel it man that guy <laughs> that guy has instilled the fear of God just from like not even like being physically aggressive but just he is just tough mm. like and he's and, and you're, you're taking it away from me because this is now going to be chronicled in the digital archives forever I like that but, but, like, <laughs> but, but like what you're doing like my dad when I was growing up people his friends would be like oh man your dad's so tough he did this he beat up this guy did that thing and whatever and he'd always be like nah man it wasn't me it must have been somebody else like trying to just like pawn it off because I don't think he wanted me to be a tough guy mm-hmm. I think he wanted me to be confident <laughs> oh, yeah. but he didn't want me to be a tough guy wow um, and so he'd always be like no that's not me like just go you know, be a nerd with your karate and paint, you know, Warhammer figures in the basement or whatever that, that is that you want to do. Um, and now I can't do that. Now I can, now I have to be like, okay, kids, sorry, dad, dad beat some people up in the past. Mm-hmm. Thanks for taking that away. <laughs> <laughs> You've stripped me of my out. <laughs> your dad is, is, is an incredible human being and and i've been very we've all been very privileged to know omar perez um and and i assume that growing up with him you you said you know he didn't want you to be tough he wanted you to be competent instead you flipped those things yeah you were tough instead of competent you were tough as a as a presentation of what you hoped to be competent maybe to yeah i mean I, I guess that's uh, no i mean i think there is there's kind of like this, I asked this question of myself, like what is confidence and what is cockiness? Mm-hmm. You know, like confidence is, is something you hold within yourself. Cockiness is something that you have to project. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what toughness is. Mm-hmm. I can be a tough individual. I don't have to show that to anybody. I can just know within myself that I can handle a situation. I can take care of myself. I can get myself out of something. Yeah. I don't have to walk around and be that. Yeah. I, I don't have to hide myself behind that wall because mm-hmm. I can hold that within me and then that 
that makes you a tough person. That makes you confident. Mm-hmm. Um, but that projection is, you know, <laughs> and it, it comes from a, a place of fear. Mm. When you when you're on the sorry to cut you off, Nick. Um, when you're working, are there moments where obviously you've, uh, as a self-preservation mechanism, built up this ability to maybe pull yourself out of empathy, right? Like there's moments where empathy really probably is there. My question being, is there times when empathy really helps you on the job and times where you, where it uh, hinders you? Oh yeah. I mean, you have to be empathetic. Like I think for me, that's like the hardest thing is because you deal with people from all walks of life. Mm. And, um, you know, even the people that you work with come from different backgrounds. And diversity is one of the finest things in this field because you're going to find yourself with, you know, somebody who doesn't necessarily identify with you, but they're going to identify with somebody else that you're working with, and that person translates better mm. in, the, in a moment of crisis. Um, but, yeah, you have to be empathetic. You have to feel that. And, like, for me, it, it, you know, <laughs> Seattle has a large homeless population. There's a drug problem. Yeah. I've had family members that are drug addicts. I've have, I have family members that are members that are homeless, and so I can be empathetic towards them and their situation, not just look at them and be like, "Oh, this is just another you know drugged out homeless guy." I I can see the humanity in them, and it allows me to to care to make sure that they're getting the right care that they need. Right. Um, I think maybe I was I directed that question because you uh, said that you're maybe biggest fear in life is is becoming emotionless and i w- i'm maybe projecting but i would imagine as somebody who deals with crisis constantly like there's going to be a portion of that empathy that hardens a little bit over time like my uh, uh my pulse in an emergency is mm-hmm. different than your pulse in an emergency yeah and is well, that what running. you is that what you meant by being like eventually being emotionless that's your fear is eventually you you will just be void of emotion or are you speaking no i mean that that was i mean for me that was completely non-work related (laughs) like what my biggest fear is um because you know like do i have fears at work yeah i have fears of like getting sick i have fears of getting hit by a car i have fears that like someone's gonna crash into the ambulance we're gonna crash the ambulance Mm -hmm. i have a fear i mean dude we have some scary times i've had like totally so i've had some of the craziest moments in my life happen in a four by six space with somebody i don't know as they're having like the biggest crisis of their time and you know it's 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 crazy to think that you know i'm sitting there with somebody who is maybe having a psychotic break maybe they've Mm. maybe they've taken a bunch of meth and they're just like raging maybe they're like drunk and coming out of it um and you know people try and fight you in the back People try to harm you, and like that's a scary thing. You know, we have, we you'll get somebody who's a. I mean, like we had, I had a patient once that was um, the person who supposedly stabbed somebody, and he was just kind of thrown onto my gurney and told we were told that he was going to go to the hospital for a psychiatric evaluation. Um, but he was going voluntarily. And so he's in the back, and then all of a sudden he just decides he doesn't want to go to the hospital. He wants to go to jail. 
I can't take somebody to jail. They right. have to be arrested. <laughs> um, that's that's out of what I do. Uh, this guy was trying to fight. He wanted and like he's, you know, I, he's got his stuff with him. I don't know if he's gonna stab me. Mm. Um, and so yeah, I was I was scared for my safety at that point. Do they, as an EMT worker, do they give you any? Uh, pepper spray, like nope. any sort of nothing, nope, nothing, um, nothing at all. You don't like we Not have like we look. have just now been authorized to buy a subsidized bulletproof vest for ourselves. Really? Um, and as of like as of like recent times, over the last couple months. Wow. It was. Um, it. I mean, I guess you could have it at any time you wanted to. Um, but it was like pushed out in a company email. Like these are now what you can buy. And it just seems kind of weird that like I, I have to pay $400 for <laughs> my own safety. I guess it matters in the long run, but it's like, um, well, no, like they don't, they don't, you don't, you don't get pepper spray. Cause like you don't get handcuffs. You don't get a taser. Wow. Um, you know, it's just kind of just you and yourself and somebody else. And you don't know when that moment is going to flip and turn. Um, how often does it flip and turn? Is it, I mean, primarily pretty peaceful interactions or is there, is there a percentage of them that kind of oh, go awry? Dude, it comes in waves. Yeah. It, wow. it really does. Like, it seems like when you are chill for a while, all of a sudden you'll just get a, a week of just n absolute nonsense. You just run through with like this heightened sense of awareness and just chaos mm. on the job. Um, I would say that when I was working nights, it was a lot worse. You're um, not working nights anymore. No, I'm not working nights. Okay. Working day shift. Day shifts is so good. <laughs> so <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. I mean, I think it's like during the day you'll have somebody who like is a little bit more tame. Like if somebody's mm -hmm. if somebody's using drugs, they might be high and feeling good, but at night they're strung out. Right. They're coming down. They're angry. Um, and that's the thing, like during during the day, you might get a call for somebody who's being a nuisance. The people are out and about. If you get a call at night downtown for somebody being a nuisance, they're on another level. Right. Do you get do you get into situations a lot where cops are on this on the site with you and you're having to kind of like figure out who is responsible for the the situation at hand or like uh, what, how does that even work? Uh, Especially not, not, uh, I yes. mean, for, so the thing is with us in police is that we'll do police transports where they will call us and we'll be strictly no medical. We're just taking this person to the jail because it's safer for us to put them on the gurney and in restraints than putting them in the back of a cruiser mm -hmm. where they could harm themselves mm -hmm. or the officer. Uh, police will also, um, they, they can involuntarily commit somebody for a psychiatric crisis. And at that point, there are no police involved. It's our patient. Police wow. can involuntarily. Meaning like it's, it, they're detained, but yeah. they're not detained in a normal. We're not, they're not going to jail. They're going to the hospital mm -hmm. to be psychiatrically evaluated. And the thing is, is like that person, if they're, not, if they're not gravely disabled or suicidal or a threat to people, then they just, they, you know, they get an evaluation, mm -hmm. they go. Um, right. And it's, there's such a there's such a lack of mental health resources available right. um, that th there's never going to be enough. I mean, there there will be if it, if money was appropriated in the right areas, but there's never at the rate that things are going now. There's not going to be enough. How many um, 
of the calls that you go out on, how many would you say if you were to broad strokes generalize in a, a percentage statistic drug related? That's I mean, is it over half? I'd say probably like a third. A third, okay. A third. I mean, the thing is, is like still super high. I mean, yeah, but like, that's the thing. It's like is is an injury of somebody who is on drugs, let's say they, they stepped or fell or something like that. Is that drug-related? No, because I'm not showing up to this person who is high. Or mm-hmm. I'm showing up because they, like, uh, right. rolled their ankle. Like, it's not – that is not the primary problem why I'm there. Mm. That's How, not their chief complaint, as wh- we would call it. What about mental health affiliated, then? Um, I would say more so mental health affiliated is, uh-huh. is a stronger thread. Um, just because that's an underserved population. Right. Um, you know, if – if someone is homeless, you know, they, they don't have the income to take care of themselves and they also have a mental health crisis, the only place that they can go is to call 911. Right. Um, I think you get, we've been getting a lot more people who are suicidal because of the pandemic. Um, people are at the kind of like their end isolation. They don't like it. You know, they have to. People have to deal with them, their own thoughts more. Mm. There's less distraction. Who knows? I'm going crazy. But it's it's. I, I think then, to a degree, every time you show up and there's so, this is, I don't show up on somebody's best day. I show up when it's their worst day. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not a birthday and, party. And so and so there's always. I mean, it could be a birthday party. I've shown up to birthday parties <laughs> and it turned into someone's worst day. But someone thinks that I'm coming in as like, Listen, you know, my, my the 30s, party guy. My 33rd birthday party blew. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Nick would have been there. Yeah, me too. Dude, my 33rd birthday party was, I was sick. So yeah. was I. Yeah, it was terrible. Our birthday yeah. is two days apart. That's so great, man. I love it when our birthdays line up and we can oh, do yeah. something. That's a lot. We were here. We had our birthday. 30th. We had our 30th birthday party here together. We did. It was yeah. a bash and a half. Oh, oh dude. I, I got on your man. shoulders. You did, and then I cried. I, yeah, I don't cry often. I, I, you know what? I don't cry tears of sadness very often. Mm. Tears of joy. Oh, yeah. That is, like, that is where I feel safe crying mm, yeah. is dude. when I'm happy. But then I think it might turn into sadness because I'm just like, you Does know, it make you feel like, oh, going. man, I'm, like being, I'm being a wuss right now. I've got to sniff it up <laughs> and get, I'm get better. Tough. Yeah, I'm fucking tough. <laughs> I'm Perez, I'm oh. Nick Perez. <laughs> Omar, <laughs> w- Omar wouldn't do this. Yeah, Omar w- wouldn't w- cry. W-O-D. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start calling my dad a wad. <laughs> um, I'd like to take it back to these um, percentage statistics. Uh, so Stats. <clears throat> obviously there's a... Uh, a high capacity of mental illness calls specifically in the pandemic. <laughs> and this is, I'm not attempting to try and make light of anything that you do or anybody's situation, but I'm just super curious. Cause in the last like five years, I've seen a lot more of these things. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm w- with any motorized vehicle. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious, like how many people are hurting themselves. How many Lime scooter, and like razor scooter calls do you guys get where like drunk assholes have rented one of those like rent a scooter things in in, in the in city in Seattle they don't have they don't have them really yeah. oh they haven't what? rolled out they haven't rolled out yeah. with like the line they have like the 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 Uber bikes or whatever they are mm. and oh, the thing the, the thing yeah. is with that is that they have like uh, a lot of railways 
and like a lot of they have the, like this trolley on Capitol Hill that goes around, and people's tires will get stuck Whoa. in the track, <laughs> and so <laughs> oh, no. and so you'll just have somebody just endo like uh. go over the fucking handlebars. And uh, that, like, that's what you see in your <laughs> <laughs> Steve likes it. Turn your mic, Turn on, your so mic on. We need that laugh, Blair. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you will, you'll end up like, you don't even have to be drunk for that. Like, people will just be like yeah. on a Sunday cruise, fucking no, with like Meemaw. And uh, Dude, all of a sudden, Meemaw's on the ground. I, oh, thought, I thought about you, man, when I was, um, and just what you, everything that you do and how you deal with it. When I was, uh, before I left to come out here, I was riding my bike back home from somewhere that I was at, and I happened upon this kid who had just, like, eaten shit over a median, like, just walking drunk and, like, tripped over this median and just bashed his face in the ground. And I was just, like, on my bike riding right past him, and his, and I came upon him, and his whole mouth was busted open. Like, all of his teeth were, it's like one of those bad dreams that you have, oh, yeah, all dude. your teeth are gone. That guy's worst And I was day. like, oh, my God, this, like, I, I didn't, I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to react. I was like, I'm, let's just, like, let me move you over to the curb, and let me take care of you, and let me, oh, God, like, I couldn't, like, look at his mouth because it was just gushing blood, like, oh, pulsing no, out of his there. face. I gotta get in there. <laughs> no, not you, but like, I didn't know what to I want you to. I want you to call 911 and tell me what's in so, his mouth. So I did. So I Saddle did. So, up and so, get in there. so I did. I like uh, a girlfriend of his kind of like started running up and she was just like, Amazing, Mark, you did it again. Yeah, no, and then he looks up and he's just like cross eyed and he's like, I did it again. <laughs> it was just like, oh my god! I was like, all right, I have to make the executive decision. So I called. I called nine one one. Called it in. The ambulance came super quick. They got there, and I'm like shaking and super nervous and kind of freaking out. These am these EMT workers come out, and they're just like, so are you good? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Are you good? Those this whole fucking mouth DMT. is busted out of his face, dude. Like, this is my worst nightmare. This kid's hammered. Oh, He's going to wake up tomorrow and fucking <laughs> chop his nuts off. This sucks. And, and, uh, make matters and, and, but, but, I, but I realized in that moment, I was like, I thought about you because I was like, dude, this is like not a big, a big issue for the, these EMT workers who are showing yeah. up to this to this call they're just you like see that. Cool. You normalize the craziness right, right and i was just like man your reference for what's fucked up is out of control because like you see something yeah. awful yeah. and then you're just like okay well that supersedes what was awful before and now like unless it's that awful it's less than that and so of course you're still affected by everything i'm sure yeah but you're just like huh like it was not that bad. Like that mouth. I was like, I've never seen something this bad in my life. And they were just like, do you want to just like stand up and walk in? Do you even want to get in the ambulance? Like, yeah. do you want to pay for this trip that you're going to have to take? Like, you're super drunk. Oh, do you want to just go home? I was like, go home? What is he going to do when he goes home? This is insane. Uh, and so, yeah, I thought about you because I was just like, man, like Nick must – you've told us stories, man, just about like, yeah. all the things that you've seen. And it's just – so absurd and but dude, and like th that's the thing is like they're always the crazy stories. There's all like it, 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 my, it's come to this point where it's like I don't even my days aren't even really that crazy anymore because like the craziest things that I've seen are never really 
the craziest thing I've seen, but yeah. at the same time, I've just normalized it. But like my favorite stories are like they're not crazy; they're just dumb and silly. Give us a few of those. <laughs> Can you please give us the turkey sandwich story? No, I'm not, absolutely not. Oh, no, on. no one, no one, no one needs to. That stays within a small group really? of maybe four. You don't have to give people. any names. No, dude, it's just disgusting. That's that is <laughs> that is not. This is how good's this, dude? We're no, trying to get it out Get in there. No, get in there. Dude, I think the public wants to. Especially now. Absolutely not. No, we can cut it out. All right, all right, all right, all right. No, that is not something that anybody needs. People need to enjoy turkey sandwich. <laughs> Still, like, I'm not trying to put that's Subway you know out of business. That's how you know it's bad. Both of us, both of us enjoyed a Jimmy John's turkey sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you, you like, so. yeah. I, I'm surprised. I didn't eat a turkey sandwich for a while. Yeah, well, it freaked now me. The, but, you now know, the whole yeah. your experience the, was the, a little different. Yeah, my listeners, was. the listeners are mad right now. I've, I'm sure. That's I'm fine. sorry. To, you I'm have so to, sorry. To you have to supplement them with another, another. Um, um, give us a good one. Okay, so this is when I was working nights. I had. Dude, I had first off, I want to say I've met some of the best people in the world working in this job. Oh, yes. nice! Some of the coolest people. My partners have been fantastic. Do Those you have? Workers. Do you keep? I was. This was a question I had for you. Do you keep the same part? Like, do you have the same partner now at, at your day shift that you've yeah. had for a minute? Yeah, okay. yeah, gotcha. Um, so unless they change shifts, you get a different job, you quit, whatever. <laughs> Are you guys in like any sort of um, EMT fantasy league? Uh, I would like to. Right. <laughs> uh, I would like to get rated and then uh, find out how mediocre I am. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking you guys would pick players for like repeat offenders. You know, people that oh. you just you see a lot oh of. Oh no! I mean, like, like the, the, well, the, the thing is, the like, you, there are you do see repeat offenders, and like you know who this person is. The thing is with them is like you'll get the repeat offender who has the same complaint every time, and you're like, all right, the same complaint, same complaint, same complaint. But then, like, let's say the guy's drunk all the time, and he's just hammered and sleeping, and somebody calls, and you pick him up, he's drunk, you take him to the hospital, he sobers up. Yeah. And then you show up this one time, and he's not drunk. And he's sober, and he's saying, like, this hurts. And you're like, oh, shit, I actually got to worry. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like I, I, this, I can't just get complacent, and, like, you're the same guy that I've seen sure. 50 times in the last year drunk. Like, you're sober right now, and you're saying something hurts. You're not just drunk, like, rambling. Like, you're actually, there's something going on. This might be a... You might not be able to be completely honest with me in this situation, but for a split second when you saw that guy not drunk, were you like, we should just get him a drink? <laughs> uh, dude, uh, no. No, I was... Come on, you didn't, I didn't no, cross your well, mind. Well, the, the thing is, is like, it came through... Oh, come on. It came, it, you know, it, it comes through on the That's cad. Awful. Uh, you know, you're... you're, you're Maybe he just needs a shot. Jesus no, I mean, I've, I'll tell you, like, sometimes, sometimes people drunk are a lot nicer than people mean. Or oh. people sober, they they're they they're mean sober, nice drunk, and oh, like sure. I, dude, I I definitely like some people better when they're drunk because they're friendly and yeah. not yelling at me. Um, but dude, okay, back you gotta we we detract. Yes, yeah, I went away. No, Tell us the story. Good stories. Um, so stories. I was working nights. My buddy Keon, one of my, he's still one of my best friends. We hang out. I think I know Keon. Keon Keon's a good dude. Um, and it's like three in the morning, three thirty in the morning, and we get dispatched to this call, and it's uh. Uh, you know, teenage male high out of his mind. That's all. That's all it said. Yeah. And and an address. So I'm like, dude, god damn it! I'm so tired. I don't want to go and like, I don't want to go and just tell someone that they're high and they're fine. Um, and we roll up on scene. It's like, and this is a nice-ish neighborhood. 
turn off the lights because we don't want to like light up the entire wake up the neighborhood essentially so we turn off the lights kind of talking to each other like getting all our stuff together and i jump out of the ambulance and i literally almost step on like this macaulay colgan sized kid like he looked like <laughs> kevin from home alone just like <laughs> McAllister. kevin yeah <laughs> kevin McAllister, just like this gangly like all knees and elbows kid <laughs> and um i almost step on him and he's in his underpants he's on his phone he's like yeah i think they're I'm like, <laughs> who are you and why are you whispering? Fuller. He just got mad he had to sleep in the attic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's coming out. He ordered an entire yeah. cheese pizza and somebody <laughs> ate it. Yeah, then he, he, someone had to puke it up. He's feeling sad. We're detracting again. <laughs> okay, so back to Fuller. Um, so like, I, this, this kid, he's like this pasty little, little kid. And I'm, and I'm like... And um, he's like, I think I think they're here. He's, he's on the phone with some friend. He hangs up, and I'm like, Did you call nine one one? And he's like, Yeah, I called nine one one. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm like, What's going on? Come into the ambulance. And, and so we sit down. We talk to him. And basically, he ate an edible for his first time. Oh no! Um, his friend had it. They were gonna split it, and he took it for the because it was in his house. He didn't want his mom and dad to find it. Um, and Ballsy move. I was just like, I was like, so what are you feeling? What's going on? He's like, so I feel like I'm having a conversation and then time skips and I'm in the middle part of the sentence. I'm like, oh, dude, you got the skips. It's <laughs> 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 so, a brown out right there. Yeah, like, I'm like, I was like... <laughs> is, is that a diagnosis? <laughs> I mean, I, I will not. Uh, no, hey, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a technical term. Classic case of the skip. So, <laughs> you know, I think it's just sometimes when you know, you know, you know. Um, and so he's like, he's kind of, I end up just explaining to him, like, dude, you're high. Take his vitals and like. Chances are you probably won't overdose. You're, you're, like, <laughs> chances are you won't be the only person in history to overdose on marijuana. And so, are you sure? Yeah, and, and he's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude. Like, you're probably gonna be okay. Like, do you want to go to the hospital? Um, because that's the only thing I can do for you. Really, is take you to the hospital. But you have to like, <laughs> you're a minor. I can't just take you from your house. Like, you have to let your parents know oh, you're going no. to the hospital. <laughs> and so he's like, he's like, oh, no, dude. I think like, thanks for talking to me. Thanks for like calming me down. I think I'm just gonna stay home. And we have to have people sign paperwork if they're not going to. Oh my to, god! To go to the hospital, <laughs> and I realized that this kid is 14 years old. He can't sign shit. So, <laughs> so, um, so uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking. I'm, I look at my partner, Kian. I look at this kid. I'm like, oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> but no. like, you got to tell your mom that you're not going to the hospital. She's got to sign this. Oh, no. So we get inside of that. He's like, why does he? Sorry, why does he have to sign? Just because you guys showed up? And because like, of like liability okay, and things, right? Okay. Somebody has to say like, okay, we're 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 <laughs> right. not going to take right. care. So you couldn't leave until he. I couldn't leave so, until right. somebody signed this <laughs> thing. And so you didn't just sign for him, dog. No, dude, I can't forge that. <laughs> I'll get fired, just put man, Patty Simpson got licenses and credentials. <laughs> credentials, dude. Um, so like, I'm like, sorry, dude. I'm so sorry, buddy. Like, we, you gotta, you gotta get your parents. He's like, my dad's gone on business. Um, my mom's sleeping in her room. Uh, we can go inside and get get her. 
And it, just to be clear, he's still tripping balls yeah, right now. Yeah, he's okay, still high. He's, okay, he's back up. This, he ain't this, tripping. This kid's... Oh, I mean, in, dude, you know, the have wall. you been 14 and high as shit on edibles before? Because that shit is yeah, fucked I mean, up. It, dude, I've been 32 years old and high on edibles, freaking out. Yeah, I mean... It's so scary. I mean, he had the skips. He probably... He was forgetting the conversation halfway Easy through. Does it. But I'm like, uh, yeah, dude, you gotta, you gotta go get your mom. So we get into his house. It's all dark. And, you know, we get to his mom's door. I'm knocking on the door. Like TV's on, no answer. I'm knocking on the door, and um, no one answers. And like I, 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 just, I keep feeling like sorry for this kid. I'm like, dude, I'm so. You got to go in there and do this. I'm not gonna walk into your mom's room at three in the morning, just some random guy with a mustache, right. and be like, <laughs> yeah, that happened. You know, <laughs> looking like Rick Moranis. Yeah, it's like I'm not like I like she could have a gun. I could get yeah, shot. Like, right. you have to wake up your mom, and I'm sorry you're so high. You have to do this. Oh, my like, God. You have to wake up your mom. Like, I, I, I don't want you to get in trouble and th- whatever. And this kid starts having a panic attack on the stairs. No. Like, okay, you guys got to take me to the hospital. Like, you still have to wake up your mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so he's um, having a panic attack just thinking about waking up his mom. Yeah, talking and, and he's high. And so it's just, yeah. it's just it, things are compiling. It's getting worse. And I'm trying to, like, talk him through it and, like, and I start looking around, and I realize that his mom or his dad, somebody's listening to, like, Pink Floyd, Marley. They got records all over the place. Kind of just, like, the old stoner music. Right, right. And, and I was like, dude, I'm going to be honest. I think you're going to be okay. I think you're going to be fine. You're going to be totally cool. Your mom's going to be a little upset, but I think, I think she's going to be fine. Um, she might so, even make you a grilled cheese. And, yeah, she might. She might. She might make you some chamomile, put you to bed. Um, but uh, so so th- so this little this little scrawny kid musters up the courage. He opens up the door and he walks over to his mom and he's like shaking her, trying to wake her up and she's not waking up. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I went into panic mode. I'm like, Don't tell me that I, she. I'm, I'm thinking like this kid's mom's dead. Oh my god. god! Like that. That's where my head goes. I'm like, I, this kid's high as balls. Oh I told him god. to go wake up his mom. He's gonna oh find his mom dead. High, he's high oh, as shit. Come on, dude. Um, she wakes up. Thank God. Good. She does. She. <laughs> it, it just took a couple minutes. She's Podcast a hard sleeper. Is over if yeah. she's dead, <laughs> no, dude. I'm <laughs> out of here, bro. <laughs> she's, a, she, she's a hard sleeper, and um, <laughs> she she she's like, who who are you, and why are you in my house? I tell her, and she's super groggy. So like, I give her the whole spiel, and then like, she's like, wait, who the fuck are you? Because she kind of finally woke oh, up, told her, right. this, is, this is the scenario, like, your son's high, it's the first time doing it, you know, he, he did the right thing, called 911, and he was scared, um, and she's, she's like, oh, honey, come here, come to bed, and, like, puts him in bed, puts him in a blanket, and then she, I'm like, you have to sign this paperwork, so she closes the door and comes out, and his mom just starts bawling, mm. and she's like, I smoked pot when I was a kid, and, like, I kind of do now, but, like, it's my first, you know, my firstborn, and he's making this step and like now all the transitions are happening and I'm like so ill-equipped to be a parent because I realized that I'm just like oh yeah kids smoke pot uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's my response it's, right. like, it's right. like oh you know kids do that so um, uh. it's totally fine and like I'm trying to I'm trying to be like a, a good father but I'm bad at it right um, in the moment um, which is I mean talk about fears I'm so scared of being a dad dude how, you're a dad. This boy right here, hey, man. come on, man. Dude, he's is got that... 13 more years till he's eating edibles and tripping yeah, balls. And then calling I'm, gonna, I'm just going to show up. Oh my God. <laughs> Drive across the he's state. He's going to wake you like, up. He's going to be like, hey, sir, oh can you God. wake up? Your kid's <laughs> high as balls. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of panic moments with edibles, um, actually, no, I'm not going to share this story. Do it. No. Come um, on. 
<laughs> We're giving if too only, many teasers if, here. Hold on. If only, if only the, the Reagan administration dare campaign did that to every kid. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have no, absolutely no drug yeah. problem in America. Also, I mean... Thanks for uh, sharing something that was so lighthearted and and warm for oh, us dude, to listen to. Weed is like my favorite thing that people do. <laughs> I was because like, I like oh, college yeah. campuses just, are full of people doing it for the first time, and everybody's first time is either really good or really bad. Right. right. And so like people will trip out and like will show up to like a dorm. And I'm like, dude, do you want me to cart you out in a gurney in <laughs> yeah. front of your peers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to live yeah, that down for the next four down. years? Oh, like, right. how, how much are you trying to get laid during this right, experience? Right. Because, like, you're, you're going to be not. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, let's put on some cat videos. Let's make you some tea. Dim yeah. the lighting. I'll talk to you for a half an hour. Yeah. And then if you still want to go at the end of the day... We'll, we'll take you. Oh my God, that's um, amazing that you get to turn on cat videos yeah, for people who are stoned at <laughs> <in> university. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're teaching, you, you know, you're the senior EMT uh, technician, right? You get yep. the you get the junior cadet in the <laughs> thing, and you're standing up with your little you're with your little whiteboard eraser, going, "Now these are the good cat videos yeah. over here. You're gonna want to quick search the puppy dog vids, and then just give them." There's a person just for that. I mean, I, dude, I wish there was. There, I wish there was a line people could call and just be like, "Hey, I'm high." Uh, what is this going to be like? Yeah. Because that's scary, um, man. You know, it is. <laughs> if if someone if someone doesn't know what they're going to be experiencing or going through, it can be absolutely terrifying. And I think there should be a line that's not nine one one for people to call when they're high <laughs> because they're afraid they think they're going to get in trouble. And I'm like, I show up, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to get you in trouble. I ain't no snitch. Right, I ain't no snitch, son. I had to cuddle with Alan one time in Vermont for like four hours watching Monkey <laughs> That is the most romantic thing oh, you've ever God, seen. Dude. Blown yeah. out of our brains, dude. Yeah, I was uh, not a, yeah, that was not a fun experience. He wasn't experience. having a good time. Um, speaking of 911 and, and calls that potentially shouldn't go that way but do, three days ago, uh, Rudy's in, in the rig. Yeah. And Rudy has this obsession with keys. Mm-hmm. First word, keys. <laughs> he loves them, man. He loves to push the button and hear the horn go and, you know, all this. So Taz has put him in the seat. And to keep him occupied, we give him the keys. Mm-hmm. Gives him the car keys. Strapping him in. He's in, keys, 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 keys. You know, honking horns and throwing. Hits the lock button. Doors are open. Mm-hmm. Taz grabs the keys. Walks around to the driver's side. Closes all the doors besides the driver's side. Starts the car, realizes that she needs to go back inside and grab something, so she closes the door. You know, she's gonna just go inside, lock the door, come mm-hmm. right back. Gets to the car, every door is locked. Rudy has uh, hit the lock button no. while he's fidgeting, right? And all the doors are on lock mode. Yeah. And she closes it. Dude, panic. I'm here. I think, I forget who I, I you talked to you. She called me. In a pan, I mean, of course, right? Yeah. Thank God she had started the car and the AC was on. But um, we called the locksmith. We called. Finally, my neighbor's like, "Dude, just call nine one one." Yeah. Called nine one one. An entire fire truck showed up. Oh yeah, dude, they, dude. That's how it happens, man. Yeah. And it's the, great. And I was like, "Oh my God, you guys, thank you so much. It's amazing." You know, I was like, "Ah, no big deal, man. We get like five of these calls a week." <laughs> oh, dude, that's, I, <laughs> 
I, I mean, that's I, technology's great, but at the same time, like when we were kids, we didn't have automatic locks, so you'd have to run around, smack everything to lock the door. Mm -hmm. At least one of those would probably yeah. be open. I also but wore cloth diapers. Did you I guys? Did, ever? I did too. Yeah. I, I did. I want to. If I have kids, cloth diaper kids. No, you I, don't. I don't even know. That's what I imagine, bro. I, I know that they're not as nope. absorbent, and then it's a big. It ain't problem. about the absorbent. It's about the nine poops that happen in a day, and you got to wash every single. I could dookie. only be so lucky to have nine poops in a day. Oh yeah, oh, dude, I would love a good squat every day, every couple <laughs> hours, just being like, "Sorry, gotta get going." Just that, just that, alone, just, a, just that alone time, mm -hmm. and then just that feeling of just levity afterwards. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Proper exactly. time to sit and scroll and like just have your knees go numb. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, cloth diapers, no. No, I, hell no, dude. I, Stay I away from them, Nick. I don't want if if I hear about you having a child and you putting them through. Putting yourself and whoever you procreate with through a cloth diaper situation. Tazzy tried to go cloth diapers for a minute. I vetoed that. Very few things that I can veto in my household anymore. But I said, ain't happening, dude. Right. What's, because the, what's the point of them? I, I, we the used environment. The environment. Dude, the environment. Uh, you got to care about the environment. We only got one of these things, man. Dude, I do care yes. about the environment, and the environment needs to not have an Allen Stone raging because he's cleaning poopy nappies twelve hours a day. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess it would make a lot more. No, sense there's listen, listen, listen. I'm floor. I'm with you. I don't want our <laughs> listeners to think that I'm a you're an asshole. complete <laughs> asshole who doesn't care about the environment because they I do. do not. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> there are alternative diapers that you can buy that are yeah, much. That are, there's bamboo diapers. There's yeah. plenty of like listen, very listen where we're environmentally <laughs> responsible <laughs> diapers that you can buy. Uh, that do not harm the globe. True. Um, nice disclaimer there, Alan. Well, you yeah. know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not man. trying to lose listeners <laughs> I because <know>. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just using chucking pampers. Out, yeah. Using <laughs> using pampers as no, tablecloths. No, no. You're, you're a good father. Uh, doilies <laughs> underneath candles and everything. Just <laughs> yeah. pampers everywhere. I just wrap Nick's uh, birthday present <laughs> in like cloth naps. Did I? I don't know, man. I think I just I imagine that as a parent that I'd want to one not spend seven hundred dollars a month on diapers. Is that how much you have to spend? They're not cheap, man. No, if you, I mean, nine poops a day—that's a lot. It's not well, that yeah, much, but yeah, they, I mean, it definitely adds up. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't nine hundred bucks. I yeah. mean, if your kid is utilizing nine hundred bucks of underwear or <laughs> like Pampers, you first of all, you probably should call nine one one, get Nick to show up to your house. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh no, dude, <laughs> like, he just got the skips. <laughs> he just got the skips. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. I feel I feel very nervous about having children myself. Yeah. You should. I am. <laughs> I very much You're am. You're ill-prepared. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't think I will ever. No, you should have, both of you should definitely have kids. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but also I also hear what you're not saying. Okay, but here's what I'm not, <laughs> yeah. here's what I'm not saying. If you're worried about the environment right now, the and this is an abstract idea, so go with me here, please. Okay. The only real way to properly recycle is to procreate and pass down the knowledge that you have to a generation below you so that they can continue the lineage of positivity, good choices, and recycling, dog. You know what I'm True. saying? Just made a point. I'm about to stand up and show everybody what I'm, I'm working with. Teach all the children, man. Teach them through how good this. <sighs> Teach them the way. Have you settled on that being the name for the podcast, by the way? Is yeah, how good is this? All right. Oh, I almost started We Are the World. We are the world. That's what you were going to name we it? We are the world. We are the I'm, children. Oh, man, I'm just mad. 
We are the ones who make a bad day, so let's start giving. Let's start giving. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own life. Turn the reverb on, Steve. Yeah, it's true. to make a better day. Just you and me. Hey, caveat here. This is great. You can turn the reverb off now. Uh, that video, if you, anybody who's listening, get a chance to check out this video, right? Because we got Michael Jackson comes to the studio, wears one white glove. Yeah. If I was in the studio and Mike Jackson, bless his heart, showed up in a sequin vest wearing sunglasses for a song benefiting African children, I would kick him in the nuts. I swear to God, you know, I would kick him so hard in his throat. I'd be like, you egotistical. Hey, honestly, to his Let credit, me keep going! So, Michael Jackson wearing a white glove in a studio singing by African children. There's Stevie Wonder there, dude. Kenny Rogers is there, right? This choir is lit. Bill Withers oh, is in the group, man. dude. It pans out to the choir, dude. Goes across a hole. There's like Dion Warwick. Everybody, dude, top right corner, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> he knows <laughs> good he is. How did he get invited to this party? What a legend! Yeah. It mean, was so, you gotta oh. have it all. You gotta touch all bases. That's right, dude. You know? He was he was a blues brother. Yeah, he was. Also, um, makes a good uh, vodka. Really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Alien skull. And uh, that just sounds so cro- like I just don't, is it like, called cringy. alien skull or is it like the no alien no no skull? sorry it's just like the the vodka, the, the vodka in, the, in, the, in the in the skull, skull. sorry not the alien skull but the, you know you mm. go so to, it's like the Ed Hardy of vodka <laughs> exactly it is the the Dan Aykroyd the, the Ed Aykroyd of vodka I mean, yeah. I mean it might taste delicious but I mean I, I, I kind of I'm I look at labels on things and it could be a terrible product yep. if it mm-hmm. looks nice I'm buying it yeah word um, yeah I do I do that with um with uh, mounds candy oh, bars oh. all the time dude you're a mounds guy I no, no i just like the packaging Yikes. i always get into uh, mounds and then i'm just like what the hell did i do to myself you're coconut who wants coconut in a candy I bar i Nobody. love coconut i really like there are a few Yikes. candies that i really enjoy yeah uh almond joy love get almond out. joy yep um the how do you how do you say this is That's it haribo haribo Haribo. Ha- Haribo. Like gummy, bears? gummy bears? Yeah, the gummy bears, but the sour ones. Sour golden bears. Like sour Patch Kids? No, sour golden bears. They're better. Twix <laughs> or Kit Kat bars? <laughs> Twix. Twix or Kit uh-huh. Kit Kat bars. Twix, Twix or Kit Kat? Are you saying like those are your favorites? No, or which, one, which one do you which prefer? Neither. What? what? Dude. Neither. Come on, oh you have God. to pick one. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, Twix or Kitty? Come on. I, f- I feel like... Kit Kat? Get the fuck out Get out of here, dude. This it's podcast just lighter. is over. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's lighter? What are you trying to like, go on a diet when you have your <laughs> son, snack bars? Look, listen, this is a hypothetical candy game I show, feel like bro. it's lighter. <laughs> the airiness. Don't worry about it cal- calories. It feels happier at the end of the day. <laughs> no chance. Oh my I don't God, know. I'll, eat, I'll eat two Twix at oh, the same dude, time, bro. Each side of my mouth. Come on, You're a heathen. Would you bite the Kit Kat or do you break it? I bite it and then I suck on it until it's all the way like saturated in my mouth. I take a I take a fork. I take a fork and a spoon and I just like weave that Twix like a spaghetti noodle and <laughs> suck that mofo up my tongue. Oh my god, that is, dude. that is uh that is that is vile. No, uh, no. The, the, here's the thing, like I I have a sweet tooth. I just don't really indulge in it mm-hmm. because I I it's like. Especially with dessert, like dessert is so good, but it's also just like that fifth meal at the end of the day that I'm not really trying to eat. 
Dude, um, I don't know, man. I haven't heard you say anything with such conviction as golden bears are better. Golden yeah. bears you are the best. Throwing haymakers with golden, that golden bears. Golden, uh, the, uh, the golden grams? No, not golden grams. Not <laughs> the golden <laughs> grams. Dude, the gummy bear. Out, bro. I've, the, oh, the gummy bear. Yeah, bears. but the regular Haribos are okay, way better. Speaking of golden grams, is that a cereal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite cereal? I mean, Go, Jules. Dude, I'm a big fan. If you say Raisin Bran, I will pinch you. you. No, I don't even think they exist anymore. I think they were discontinued in like the late 90s, but it was the Rice Krispie Treats cereal. Oh, yeah, Uh, I know about that. They had the marshmallow. They were like little clusters. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I love those. Honestly, it was just a cluster of sugar. (laughs) That's all it was. was. (laughs) They're they're pawning it off as like a nutritious breakfast for kids. Yeah, Rice Krispies made with rice. Lactose and sugar. (laughs) Made with rice. (laughs) Never once did their commercials say made with rice because it says rice on the packaging. Yeah. Yeah. Laundry detergent. I definitely. Made with laundry detergent. (laughs) I definitely, I definitely... I definitely love myself some like banana nut crunch, but that's oh. like if I'm. But like, oh, God, I, you're such an adult. I, well, yeah, because if I'm going like we were in the we were in the cereal aisle the other day, and I was like, <laughs> which one are you gonna pick? I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't really even want any cereal. He's like not even looking at the other aisle with like the kashi and like the oh, fiber that's, cereals. That's why that is my jam over for there. sure. That's what Alan's I love. just sitting there looking straight at like the Fruit Loops and the and, like the fruity pebbles and the. Lucky Charms. Now listen, like, back up, okay? What are okay? we gonna get? First and, foremost, first and foremost, I'm 39 years old. Okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell the truth first. Of hey, all. Steve, will you fact hey, check that? If you're gonna exaggerate, at least <laughs> if you're gonna exaggerate, go hard. I'm don't just, don't just go four years older. I'm than just like are. six months older than yeah. I really am. <laughs> I'm 33, but my birthday is in September. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I'm 46 years old. That's at least better. I don't eat cereal. Very. If I'm getting a box of cereal, it's because the one night out of, of the month where I want to get crazy, I want to tie one on. I don't want Kashi. I don't want banana nut crunch, dude. I want You're some. Out, man. I want some Cap'n Crunch smothered in peanut s'more berries and just covered in chocolate milk and beer. I uh, okay. That, that is maybe not you the don't beer. Even want that? <sighs> I don't no, but I mean that, that reason. What I'm saying is, I'm the reason why I look at that side of the thing is because, like, dude, who? I don't know any adult who eats cereal. Boil. Well, yeah, we have a friend who is a man and also <laughs> not. <laughs> he's a myth. What is he? He's just <laughs> like he's Boyle's actually nine hundred years Shout old. Shout out, dude! I think he's listening nowadays. And I, he, think he, uh, I think I think we've gotten him. Uh, he works for the CIA. Yeah, I think um, so too. He ha- definitely has a secret life. He is this. The is, secret life of Boyle could be its own sitcom. Yeah, I'm working is, on the book now. We have to clue everybody in because this is like an inside thing. Nobody knows Mr. Sir T. Boyle, unless you pay very close attention to Live at the Lodge. Uh, Sir Alex T. Boyle has been on every episode of Live at the Lodge. <laughs> he, we somehow man managed to get a, a, a an a, astute pour, drawing. Should I of, go grab it? You should go grab it. Can you uh, also grab me another one of these uh, yeah. wonderful products? Mickey Olson, we also have IPAs, bro. Ah, no, dude, it's way too early. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you know how we got the, the poster of Boyle? He had a coworker who drew, drew them, three of them, and then Boyle <laughs> sent them out as Christmas gifts <laughs> to all of his friends. Yeah. Bring oh, it over man. here. Bring it over here. Dude, Boyle, Boyle is a, he is an the awesome greatest. human being. He's a, dude, he's my best friend. He is. He's what? The, he's, you're my best friend, but like I've known him the longest. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Back with, up. What? I was talking with Steve about this yesterday. That Boyle has been through 
every single hard moment in my life. It, you guys have known been, each other since yeah, kindergarten. He's been in my, he's like been my right hand man. He's been in yeah. my back pocket. He's like my go-to he's safety squad. Bro. Check this out. This is At Boyle, dude. Yeah. As Friar Tuck. Look at. Can we get a zoom <laughs> on this one? Check me out. Uh, this Mister is At Boyle. For you folks listening, I'm gonna describe this to you. Okay. Uh, Boyle worked at UPS for about seven. <clears throat> sorry. Uh, one of our greatest uh, mentors, Mr. Alex T. Boyle, uh, worked at UPS for many a moon. And a lady came in one day and says, um, You have an you, angelic you face. You have an angelic face. I'd like to draw you. Can I do it? And he's like, Whatever, sure, cool. She shows up like a week later with the most dope picture of him Saint as Boyle. Friar Tuck, St. Boyle. <laughs> Dude, does he have. The, the crucifix marks on his yeah, hands? Dude, he's got yeah, he holes in his hands. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, he's, yeah. I'm telling you, I think that's a cover story. I'm pretty sure that's just a self-portrait. Yeah, that is actually, days. that is Boyle in, like, that's like the yeah. 1400s. Senior, senior f- your photo. Yeah. What, does anybody know the, in this photo, and in most friars, they, like, <laughs> they did, like, the, 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 the U-Hawk yeah, where I, they shave yeah, the top. I don't know. You know what that was all about? Anybody? I, Steve, can you I, I fact check that? Maybe it, uh... See this thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. They had, like, <laughs> like, like the bangs. Yamaka. It's no, like it's, a yamaka. It's, it's a skin of yamaka. It's your skin. It's your bald. It's a skinamaka. What? You're bald. You're, they just shave your head. Right, but you're not bald. You just it was shaved. They yeah. would, like, cut it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I mean, we, we should probably talk to Boyle don't about you, it. Didn't, you, didn't you watch Game of Thrones, bro? I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Wow, you're missing out. Oh, God. I know. It's it's kind of a bit a big bite. It's an investment. Shoot. Yeah, I haven't watched much of anything. To be but then, honest, yeah, I haven't but yeah. watched. Dude, I've never watched an episode of Friends. I haven't. Neither I've have seen, I. I've seen some, but yeah, not many. Uh, that and uh, I've only watched like three episodes of Seinfeld. Great, yeah, great. Now I think as a kid, I just it was above me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, too. I was too interested in like The Simpsons. Speaking of Friends, so you oh. have been friends with Boyle for your whole life. Oh yeah, dude. And we have been friends since we were in like sixth grade. Yeah, we've all been friends for like. At least fifteen years. Yeah, for, and dude, for a it's, long, long time. It's the beauty of this. It's the beauty of our friendships. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are times when I haven't liked every single one of my friends. Most certainly. And I've had to. Wow. I've had to commit. <laughs> like to, all at the same time. Not all at the same time, but like oh. individuals. Like there's, there's everybody goes through their own seasons, right? Um, and there's you kind of have these coming and going of like I'm closer to this person right now and whatever. Oh uh, yeah. We're, um. And I think that's why I do value our friendships that we have so much because I, we've put in work to deal with us at our shittiest times. That's for sure. And what was my off season? What was my shittiest? Dude, sh- you, shittiest that's the thing. Season. You don't get to have an off season because you're yeah. touring. Like you've been, you've been a really good friend, but like you're gone for like nine months out of the year, and then for three months we get to hang out with you, and we're stoked. But like I don't get to see the downside of that, dude. You remember this Who's one? T- I want to tell this really great story because this was potentially one of the highlights of my life and my musical career. So m- we were all at the bar one night, and um, our, a good friend of ours, he will remain nameless, decided to grab and st- and, and you know. The bar had these really nice glass mugs. Oh. Right? And <laughs> and we all wanted uh, one. They were gigantic. Yeah, you could yeah. fit nine beers inside one of them. And so a, a close friend of ours, he he's like, you know, I'm just gonna leave I'm just gonna take it. I'm just gonna go with it. So he leaves the bar with it and gets stopped by the bouncer. Well, another friend who will remain nameless sees the bouncer body up our buddy and he 
out of his stupidity, believes that a fight has broken out and just yeah. starts swinging. Yeah. Um, we break up the fight. Nick, you, you were monumental in the breakup of the fight. I, I stood about six feet away going, you guys are dumb. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but the, the fight uh, concluded. Uh, nobody was seriously injured. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next day. Push, bolt, tear. Push. The next day, you and I, we we go, we go. We, we, there's a convenience store just adjacent to oh, this dude, bar that, that we would thing. that we hit that we would hit up. Um, BJ's, the best guy, yeah. the best guy ever. And we cruise down there. We, I don't know. We want like a pack of Cheez-Its for the morning. You no, know. I think we need to get eggs and like a toast. <clears throat> a little sriracha, <laughs> and uh, we we walk right past this bar. Uh, that, you know, our uh, still unnamed idiotic friend who gets in fights um, accosted this poor bouncer. Mm -hmm. So we walk past the bar, we get into BJ's, and we're stoked, man. We're like, yeah, dude, that was crazy last night. Yeah. Yeah, you want a Perrier? I'll get a Perrier. Are they cold? They're not cold? Okay, don't get it. let's go with the Sam Pelly. Turn around, there's yeah. the bouncer. And like three of his friends. Well, yeah, three of his friends, right? So the bouncer recognized you. Yeah. Right. Because you were you were in the thick in of the face, thunder, yeah. and of course, old pussy pants Alan Stone. Sorry, <laughs> I can't say that. Um, the wussy pants Alan Stone was you know on the outskirts. Right. I was yeah. I was tossing in um, in verbal arrows from the sidelines. <clears throat> Excuse me. This guy kind of <laughs> bodies me up, dude. He's young. He's he's he looks ferocious. He's angry. He like he was trying to fight me and telling me to buy him things at the store, and I would just. I just said no. Yeah, first of all, no, we're not <laughs> buying you anything because we're all both buying stuff on credit. Yeah, I have and $7 have, in my bank account. We both have account. school debt. Yeah. So uh, we kind of like managed to bring the the tension in the room yeah. down, right? Yeah. The bartender or the, the, the bouncer is up in your face. This other guy's up in my face, like looking me up and down. And I'm like, dude, bro, I haven't, I haven't been in a fight in my entire life. Like I'll just fall. I could just fall right now. You don't even need to strike me. Uh, we, we, we deescalate the whole situation. We're like, look, dude, last night was stupid. We have an idiot for a friend. Yeah. Uh, you were in the right. We were in the wrong. We're sorry. We're not going to give you his address. <laughs> um, we brought it down and we're like, and listen, we'll, we'll throw in, we'll throw in a pack of PGOs if it'll make your yeah. day better. Right. Comes down this guy who's bodied me up for the last five minutes. He's like, what's your name? And I'm like, my name's Alan. He's like, Push pull tear dog, that's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> claps me, hand claps me, pulls me in, you. pulls me in, and then and then it was like this is the Dude, dopest thing yes. that's ever that's happened. The best. That is the that I hope that's the only physical fight you get in is the hand clap after somebody just right. gives you some nice for anybody, knowledge. For anybody that doesn't know, which I can't imagine anybody doesn't know, Push Pull Tear is one of Alan's lyrics off of your Unaware song that, that he recognized Alan from and used it yeah. as a as a way to mend that friendship in the end of it all, which is so I would, fucking I would ridiculous. Pay, I would pay the very few dollars that I have in savings to see like a transcript of what was going through his head during that five minutes, <laughs> being like, "This moment, he's like going through the lyrics in his brain." This guy on Stone. Oh shit, man! I know this guy. Yeah. Oh damn, dude, How's this guy sing high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, dude! 
Oh yeah. Push, push. What were the lyrics again? Maybe it was like mush, cool, chair, no pull. Oh, push, pull, chair. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, yeah, man. that's that's one of my favorite memories with awesome, you, Nick. That's but the, the, how is that your favorite? I mean, like it's a great memory, but also like that is. Because I'm a narcissist. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. That's why, Nick. Come on. I mean, I had some very sensitive moments with you on the dock. <laughs> I would say are my favorite moments. Yeah, yeah. no. I mean, listen, we've had some good hugs, but um, uh, but that was that was funny. Yeah, that was funny AF. We laughed yeah. about that for a good 15, 20 minutes afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. We've done so much stupid shit together for so many years. Yeah, we've known each other. And, and I, and I think, I think uh, what, what you were saying just about how we've all seen each other through our worst of times and yeah. have managed to be like we've we've been I don't know a lot of groups of friends because we have seven or eight other dudes with girlfriends and ladies and too. And, and, a, and a few ladies with boyfriends or, or otherwise um, who are part of this really close group of friends of ours yeah. and Woo. It's the Chappas Woo and it's mm. so special and so cool um, and I, I, we, we were we were at a party, or we were at our uh, our friends' houses the other day, and a, and a kid that was at the party asked us what we thought had changed. Oh about yeah, each yeah, other. that was a Joshua dude. Joshua, Joshua just yeah, a great it was such a cool being, question to be asked, and we answered in a way that we both were just like, yeah, that's t- so accurate because we yeah. know we we've we've had although we've been so distant from each other, and we've had so much time away from being like in each other's immediate presence. Yeah. Um, we know exactly who we are as as friends, and we can kind of come back and just exist in that exact same spot every yeah. time we get together. And well, I think it's that so it comes cool. from honesty. Like I think totally. people should strive in honesty in their relationships, romantically and with their friends, with their family. Like just be honest, be genuine, and true to yourself. Yeah. And that you'll find people around you who love you for you. Yeah. At least I hope you would. Mm. Yeah. Um, and. If you if you can find those people who love you for who you are, you will get these close, long-lasting friendships. And I think it's it's weird. I don't want to sound. I I, th- I feel like we can kind of fall into this thing where we feel like, oh, we have this special thing, and like we're the only people that have this. Sure. There are hundreds of thousands of friend oh groups that God, are yeah. just like this, where people are like, yo, that's my dog, mm-hmm. ride or die. Mm. We're gonna do this together for life. Um, but just I, you know, and even if people, like whoever's listening, if you have a group of friends, like put in the work to learn to love somebody, and when it's hard, mm-hmm. um, because that's that's what's got us through it. Yeah, I mean, we we've committed to that relationship because it matters enough to us, and you know, find the people that you care about and hold them close, and you will have really, really fulfilling relationships from it. Yeah. I agree. I think one of the things that, that I had said uh, in, in regards to what I had noticed about you changing was that, and, and it's showing here today as you're talking openly about yourself and everything that you do, um, is that like this hardness, this, this shell of yours that you've always kind of maintained and presented with has been completely opened up and uh, you've allowed yourself to become like a vulnerable human being, which yeah. I know is very, 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 very fucking challenging for you. Yeah. But it makes you 10 million times stronger than you ever were to begin with mm. when you were presenting as this strong guy. Because yeah. I know that you could still beat the shit out of Larence Blairford over there on the corner. And like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, you don't need to. 
You, yeah. you don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to prove that to yourself or to any of us or, or to, to, mostly just to yourself. Um, and to watch you kind of get there with, with yourself through, through being, uh, just kind of patient with who you that. are. I don't know if it was and, patient. It was like, well, yeah, yeah, it is, man. It is, you know, it, it really, because I, you therapy. Well, sure. Great. Like yeah. lots of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, it's know, awesome, man. It's, it's, it, it's, I had to learn to talk to myself and have a, have a conversation with myself. And, and that is, you know, it wasn't patient. It was, it was work. Mm-hmm. It was hard. And it's, it is like learning a new language. Mm. Um, for, at least for me, um, I, you know, I, I, I do, I, I appreciate that sentiment. I think that's a very sweet and genuine and honest thing. Um, but like the work's never done. No. Um, and, and there's always room to grow and there's always room to improve. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it wasn't just like a walk in the park. Like one day you just wake up and you're like, Oh, I'm not going to be an asshole today. You're kind of just like, you see things in yourself that you don't like and you got to figure out how to fix them. Um, I'd like to touch on Julian's, um, the greatest change that I've seen in you as a, as a man through, throughout our adult Mustache? life. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I was going to say. Is that uh, you are the goddamn steel, hard steel mustache mofo. That, never lose that thing, Nick. I, well, dude, I only have it because of, I've, I've committed, like, at COVID, I wasn't going to cut my hair. I wasn't going to get it. Because I, I didn't, the lady that I, that go, I go to get a haircut, she is, like, 65 like has chronic health conditions and mm. like I don't want to get a haircut and end up right. killing my, yeah. my my barber so I'm Not just gonna let my hair grow out and then I was like I'm just gonna have a mustache too because it's kind of silly and I need something to, to do um I hate it what you I, said you hate your oh your mustache my mustache oh, yeah wow. your mustache I, is I, amazing dude. it it is things get in it and oh, yeah. it like it I it might some people think it looks cool I think it looks creepy as fuck. I've never well, known somebody who's gone through so many looks. <laughs> you have gone through so many, like, and like not even just like like looks of your own. Like you li- literally like change ethnicities with your different looks. Like I've seen you look like different <laughs> styles of human beings in so I, many yeah, turns man, of your it's, life. It's it's it, I have <laughs> had some some interesting phases. To to kind of touch on the previous uh, topic selflessness and vulnerability if you could just take it upon yourself to think about us as friends maybe more than you think about how much you hate that mustache so that you could we could just keep it forever Uh, dude i'll I'll keep it for a while i just i you know going circling all this all just comes full circle because that's how our conversations go um i don't want to be a dad that is known for having a mustache and then <laughs> shaving it off and my kids freaking yeah, out. Yeah, no, know? you can't. You like, gotta you gotta grow one like when now. they're like, like that's, six. That's that, that, that that's a level of commitment that I'm not ready for. Um is to like have my kids like we don't like you anymore. Right. <laughs> you you know? gotta grow that thing back. Yeah. Well I'm gonna feel that way. If you lose it, I'm gonna say <laughs> I don't I don't who are you? Yes. I don't know this man. But then I could be a new person. I could be a new friend. Yeah, well maybe you if you only if you grow out the soul patch. If you grow up the soul patch and lose the mustache, then all is well in my household, my friend. Um, Nick, I love you. I love you, too. Julian uh, would echo that sentiment. Thank you for, um, man, all your hard work that you 
have done for many years and are continuing to do in uh, in our communities in yeah. Seattle specifically. I obviously don't live in Seattle anymore, but I hold like uh, a very special place in my heart for that community. Um, thank you for sacrificing uh, your your time and, and your health potentially to uh, to bring people. Um, to the care that they need. Mm -hmm. And um, thanks for sharing with us your experience and sharing it with the, the listeners and the viewers, man. Oh, man, I, I'm more than happy to be here. I, if This has been less an opportunity to to speak to the masses, but just to hang out with two of my best friends. And this is it's awesome. Yeah, yeah dude. You know, it's the best. Dude. I'd, I'd be doing this without a microphone. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But let's we'll do it again. Doing yeah. it. Let's do it tonight. I was, <laughs> <laughs> and with that we sign off go have another shot of tequila <laughs> love you Nick thanks man oh boo boo did you just make it to the end of the video yes you did do you want to see more videos just like this one huh? do you well then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire live at the lodge family yep yeah you're gonna get exclusive merch personalized shout out videos me and Jules we're gonna show up at your house and baptize your nephew huh check it out patreon.com slash live at the lodge, lodge.